0: Hi, Chris Bellaton here. Welcome to my podcast, where I hope to inspire you to transform the world within you and transform the world around you. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Are you hungry to advance your prophetic calling and step into your unique prophetic destiny? It's time to break the silence, stand boldly in dark places, and resound the truth across the nations. Join us at the School of the Prophets, a transformative four-and-a-half-day intensive training school. You will gain understanding in your prophetic calling Refine your gifting and grow in confidence to spearhead cultural change. Register for this year's School of Prophets, August 7th through the 11th, in person or online at Bethel.com forward slash events. God bless. Hi, everybody. Well, welcome to Cultural Catalyst, where we help you to learn how to live fully live, co-labor with God, and change the world. And I have an incredible guest today. We've been actually having a wonderful conversation with Catherine. Is it Warnock? I just want to make sure I pronounce it right. Hey, I did it. Yeah, I am. I am famous for mispronouncing names. Anyway, me me too. I make
1: up words. It's like a whole thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And speaking in tongues, because you know how holy we are, right?
1: I'm gonna use that from
0: now on. <laughs> you okay? I'm gonna introduce you by this. I had to. I probably have to read this, Catherine. You're vice president of original content at The Chosen, yes. which is one of our favorite shows. It's so like exciting! One
1: of the biggest shows in the world. Can in you the world, that? Can you and it's about that?
0: Jesus. It's about
1: Jesus.
0: And you are the the original content vice president, of original content, and you are also the senior level strategist, right?
1: Yeah. I, I've been one, yeah.
0: And you hold a background in content, creative, marketing, branding-based, leadership, spanning, film, television, digital, editorial, fashion, social enterprise. I told my team, like, I should fire you guys and hire this woman. (laughs) Is all this stuff true that I just said about you? Yeah,
1: God, if you look at my resume or look me up on LinkedIn, you'll be like, this you would think that i've been on a bipolar journey. It's hilarious.
0: Are you bipolar? I'm not. Okay. Well, you said you said it i didn't. So, That's super true. excited to talk to you today. And I'd love before we talk about the industry and all that kind of stuff because really our subject today is prophetic beyond the po- podium, beyond yes. the pulpit, you know, because yes. it, it, we always talk about prophetic ministry but it always feels like you should be in the church when you're doing mm-hmm. this and you have a history of doing it outside the church. But yes. before we get to that Tell us a little bit about your story.
1: Do you want the long version or the short oh, version?
0: Oh, how about uh, Middle. when I got saved version would be great. Okay.
1: So um, I was raised uh, a cultural Catholic. So mm. I was like a thoroughbred Catholic. Um and-
0: bread Catholic.
1: I met <laughs> the Pope, so. No, Oh, okay. Yeah, are you um, impressed? I am so impressed. My mom was. You arrived. Oh, yeah. cute. Um, no, uh, but it was literally, you are born a Catholic, you die a Catholic, or you're not oh, part I of this know. family. I'm Spanish. Type. Uh, there you go. So, um, and I was recruited for track and field for division one track and field athletics. Um, and that not even there.
0: on the thing. It's not even, it's <laughs> not even on, you, that's wow.
1: I know, and we, so, and we know white people are not fast, right? So I was like an anomaly because I was very white, very pale, and I was always the only white person everywhere because I was a sprinter. Wow. Okay, so this should come no shock to you that I was invited to an all-black church on campus by my sprinter friends, and this Catholic girl walks in, people are singing in weird languages and dancing vibrantly and worshipping enthusiastically, and I'm both appalled and enthralled. Um, and I so this the
0: is African- American Holy mm-hmm. Ghost church mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yep and, and I, you're the only
0: white girl in the only church
1: only white girl in the church and definitely the only Catholic girl in the church <laughs> and it was from that moment on I was like I'm I'm hooked I don't at the time I didn't know what it was but it was the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. I just said this is the realest thing I've ever experienced and I suffered from severe anxiety performance you name it and um, immediately as soon as I just found Jesus immediately the panic attack stopped um, is that right? It, it was it was extraordinary, and I was, and I didn't have the luxury of like this Bible is only available for first century yeah. Christians. Yeah. Like I didn't have that grid, and so I just was like, okay, this is it. So I began immediately having um, profound experiences, encounters with the wow. Lord. I immediately started hunting after the truth of what I read in the Bible. So because I had no other grid, so that was at the age of twenty.
0: That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then you start following the Lord, and you're married. You've been married, like...
1: 17 13, years. 17 yes. years.
0: And you got kids.
1: We have I have three kids. you
0: got to tell us about your man story.
1: Okay, how I met my husband? Yeah. Okay, so we were both uh, missionaries in Mozambique, Africa, with Heidi and Roland Baker. That's a story in and of itself. You should go back and that. I was on, on her
0: board for eight years. She's the craziest woman ever.
1: I did not know who she was. And I find myself in Mozambique, Africa, and I'm like... Who is this woman? Because in the West, we hear her in conferences. Oh, yeah. And she's very loved up. Yeah. On the ground in Mozambique, yeah. she's lethal. I know. She's petrified. I know. Okay. Just I've so been we there have that. Okay. Like
0: so, nine times.
1: Okay. So I met my husband there. And at that point, I had said to Jesus, I don't want to be married unless I'll be, you know, more impactful for your kingdom. He goes, You will be more impactful for your my kingdom if you get married. I was like, Oh, fine. Okay. So I said, okay, then I've got two stipulations, king of the universe. The moment I meet him, will you tell me I've met him so I don't ever have to think about it?
0: He goes, Man, that's like cheating. It worked. Did it work? It worked. Okay, you made a deal and it worked.
1: Yeah. And I said the second thing.
0: No, You make a deal with God, it can work.
1: Oh, gosh. And so then the second thing I said to him was, I just had this feeling that I was going to be an arranged marriage. I just, I didn't have the words to articulate it, but I said, can it be a marriage of love? He said, yes. Skip ahead. At this point, it was probably a year later. I'm in Mozambique, Africa. I'm carrying buckets of water to build my own latrine. OK, that let's just and that talk. man
0: goes, that's the kind of woman I need. right No, there. he's playing
1: football, <laughs> soccer with some of the local village boys. And keep in mind, I've only dated professional athletes, black men up to this point. OK, this is an important part of the story. I will okay. tell you why. OK, OK. So then, skip ahead. I'm walking, carrying my buckets of water to build my own latrine. And I see Daniel playing football with some of the local village boys. And the moment I see him, the Lord goes, That's your husband. And I literally, Chris, these are the first two thoughts in my head. <laughs> I go, He has no booty. <laughs> That was literally my first thought <laughs>
0: so, you are so bad oh. we might have to edit this out <laughs> we do not talk like this at moral revolution well, oh we're on cultural callus. it
1: was impurity um i guess and then I'm the just... second thing i said was he has terrible running form but i said and the third thing i said was have fun making that happen because i'm not involving myself in we became very good friends, the purest of friends, like pure, Yeah. Like not flirty, you know?
0: Yeah, you didn't and care about his booty after that. No, and I didn't. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. It just
1: was like instinctual. Yeah, um, of course. That, and um, Absolutely.
0: That's how my wife is.
1: Yes. She, <laughs> she's a great time. Uh, yeah. So anyways, uh, a year later, we got married in three short weeks. God said, get married. We got married. Two best friends. Our wedding night was high. We're two best friends. This is going to be great.
0: And you, uh, <laughs> so did you ask him to marry you?
1: No, he asked me to <laughs> no. marry him. Well, that
0: was good. I mean, I don't know where we we're going. You have such an awkward life. Just,
1: but I, it's important. You're asking. Yeah, I know. How okay. Do you you said arranged marriage,
0: so I was just trying to like, how arrange. arranged was this marriage?
1: God arranged it, and we're going 17 years strong. Did He's God tell Roman.
0: him to marry you too?
1: Yeah. So he said he knew right away as well. Um, we're polar <laughs> opposites in every way. We make no sense outside of Jesus. Like, there was a season where we each kind of were like, we're not really vibing with Jesus, maybe as much, and we just don't work. Um, but then you stand back and you go, if this is what, if we're both crazy surrendered to God and only want what He wants for our lives, we make total sense. He's so, do you still make total evil. sense? Yeah, we do.
0: Okay, so we're now we're kind of switching gears because yes. I know Mozambique really well. Yes. I've been there many times. Yes. I've taken my kids and my grandkids there. And that's a we're interviewing you so i won't tell you that story but how <laughs> that's not very close to the entertainment world
1: no
0: so how did you get to the entertainment world do you have do you have, a, I, do you have an education in entertainment
1: no i was i was a high school teacher
0: yeah because i don't, I don't yeah. see it on, on i was the, a high school teacher 14 pages of what you're good at
1: what i'm good at i'm good at a lot of things multiplication know, of mean, the talents are real and humility um so <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry
1: that's a good one. Funny. No, I love it. Um, so okay. entertainment.
0: How, okay. how did you get to entertainment? So,
1: I went to Mozambique. So I was a high school teacher. I had I went up to Toronto Airport Christian Church when renewal was happening. Oh, there. John
0: Arnott's and the mm-hmm. and team. Mm-hmm. Friends so this of was
1: ours. Oh, twenty years ago.
0: Yeah. About like in the nineties, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so I just graduated college. I was a high school teacher, and uh, I go up there just desperate for an encounter, a fresh touch of God. Um, but this I, is
0: after your whole catholic and then yep so i had been a christian the the black like two years black holy ghost movement right
1: i had been a christian about two years oh
0: two years okay
1: um (laughs) i know so i go desperate just saying i'm going to be encountered by god like there's just god you don't have a choice you will encounter me the naivety at the purity of a young christian is unmatched so um anyways i i we, we arrive We're two songs into worship, and I have like serious stank face because God has not met me in two worship songs. So I sit down and I'm pouting um, when a 10 foot angel, maybe taller, just stands, comes and stands right next to me. Okay,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. Is that the first time you ever seen an angel?
1: At that point, yes.
0: Like you had, like you actually have angel encounters and stuff like that?
1: So, yes, that's part of my whole story. That's how I got called to Hollywood. It's pretty, pretty. Pretty radical. okay 10 for an angel yeah so and then Sorry. so this is the start of it which is why i'm saying yeah. so and he just places his hand on me and i just become overcome by the spirit of god and that was the first time ever in my life i had profoundly experienced the holy spirit and an, angel. and an angel
0: and and well, what did he look like? Did you just see him with your eyes?
1: No, I could just see his shape. Got and it. His like in the spirit realm, I could just hear, just see his shape. Yeah. And his size and his stature and his, I can always see. Um, uh, is there joy? Is there solemnness? Is there intent? What? Uh, like
0: the mood, maybe.
1: The mood. Yeah, that's probably the right terminology. So, the next two days were pretty wild and pretty life changing, life altering. <laughs> todd bentley god used todd bentley to just completely transform my world so which is you know thank god so i came out of that
0: let's not have any more controversy can we <laughs> listen i'll tell your story if you tell mine oh. you can be careful
1: god's the boss that i know day. so um he is the boss he is 10-foot angel. Okay. So then I come away from there a completely different person, transformed through and through. Before, I was like, I'm never leaving America. I'm marrying a pastor. I'm having 2.5 kids, the (laughs) 0.5 being a dog. Like, I'm controlled. I'm planned. And I I came back to my classroom, which I loved and which was formerly so pregnant with possibility and like, oh, my dream come true. And I was like, this is too small. Take me to the nations. So I find this random woman named Heidi Baker on some tape cassette. That's how long ago it was. And I was like, she's me. I mean, that I would even compare myself to Heidi Baker, the naivety. But anyways, find myself in Mozambique, Africa. It was there that um, I was I had a profound encounter one night um, through the prophetic. The prophetic was used to basically say, you are called to Hollywood. Wow. And I was like, no, 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 I'm called to the mission field. I'm going to be here the rest of my life. And it was angels showed up and it was a wild, wild, beautiful encounter. And the woman gave me the prophetic word. She worked for Jill Austin at the time.
0: Oh, yeah. But I know Mm her. Mm -hmm. Shara?
1: No, but I do know Shara. She's amazing. Um, And she then, she said, you just need to go sit with the Lord. So I went back to my bed in my kind of barracks and I began, I literally wrestled with God for 12 hours, wrestled, wrestled, like turmoil. For 10 hours straight he showed me if you go to hollywood and he just shows me all the poop like all the yeah. what will happen and the hardships and i was like i will not go i will not go and then um the last two hours he goes but if you go this is what
0: will happen wow
1: and as soon as he showed me one thing i was like okay i'm in i'm in so then god does what he does he takes you as far away from the call as possible yeah to shape and mold your character and to uproot and to
0: out with the sheep.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. And that's where the bipolar resume came through. It was just total obedience, following his voice. Um and there was um oh gosh, I forget her name. Oh, forgive me. She had a team that came and she gave a profound prophetic word about Joseph's of the God raising up Joseph's. Keep in mind this is twenty so years ago. Nineteen actually. And I just knew she was prophesying over me. Wow. So afterwards I go, I start walking towards her because it's a very informal setting in (laughs) Mozambique. And as soon as I'm about as far as that camera is to me, um, she just starts screaming, you're a Joseph, you're a Joseph. And I'm like, what is happening? Like this is, my world is, you have to keep in mind, my world is completely flipping on its head in an instant. All things I do not want. Um, There is no selfish dream or ambition in me. Like, people go, What's your dream? I was like, Jesus, I don't have one. Um, And so at the time, I was like, Awesome. I'm going to like rule a nation. It's going to be great. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then very quickly, God's like, No, you've got dungeons. You have a lot of dungeons that you're going to have to go through. I'm going to rise you to the top dungeon, dungeon. So 14 years of just that. Um, Next thing I know, I find myself. So that's fashion. That's social enterprise. That's you name it. My marriage almost falling apart, being resurrected overnight, like so many miracle stories. Then I'm kind of raised to head of faith and family content at MGM out of nowhere. And I have so many other profound stories. Where, at, where's
0: that faith M- and family content
1: at MGM film studios, oh, Mark my. Burnett and Roma Downey. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is kind I'm of my love first those guys. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're
0: kind of crazy too.
1: They're remarkable. Yeah, I love them. they're the real deal. Um, so I ended up doing that position for about five years. And then after that, I shifted to The Chosen. So I look back at those 14 years of preparation, and that was 100% a prophetic journey that shaped me into this, like, kind of perfect expression of to uphold the part of The Chosen that I uphold. Wow. It's pretty remarkable.
0: What part of The Chosen do you, role did you play? I mean, I see it right here, but yeah, what does so it I'm on mean the for us team. who are ignorant?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm on the executive team and um, I oversee a number of verticals, so I help to develop new content, new TV shows, documentary series, supplementary content. So our Gen Z documentary, Unfiltered Gen Z Reacts to the Chosen. Have you seen it? You no, I have it. not. Okay, you've got homework, Make a note. Chris. Um. And so I produce all this different content. Mm -hmm. I'm taking our cast to Israel. Like I do a lot of different things. I oversee PR, growth and expansion, and our cast for marketing activation. And so I oversee a lot of different vertical, special projects like theatrical releases, Christmas specials, feeding of the 5,000, that was my team, stuff like that.
0: Minor minor things like that. Just
1: tiny multi-million dollar things. It's fine. Sometimes I think God is the wrong person, but that's okay. Yeah. He's, he's faithful. If I remain faithful, We have some things faithful.
0: in common, you and me. So, we know have a school of, we have a school of prophets coming up. So, yes. we just been, you know, my whole team's in this mode of getting ready to train prophets. Yes. So, yes. and we do this every year. Yes. So, you know, I, I have a small team. So, when we do this, there isn't like other people doing yes. that, you know. So, mm-hmm. we're kind of in this mindset right now, like, beyond the podium what does prophetic ministry look like right because we see prophetic ministry in the bible and very little of it's actually done inside of a synagogue or almost none of it's done inside of a church all there's instruction for churches but what we see is prophetic ministry shifting culture transforming people you know changing changing religious people into righteous people changing cultures even Jonah you know and so in your world I kind of have two parables questions the first one is what does it look like to I don't I hate the word use prophetic ministry because I I don't think we use God but what does it look like when the prophetic ministry when your prophetic gift emerges in strategy do you know what I'm saying and then the second question would be what does it look like when your prophetic uh, you know ministry emerges in ministering to people mm-hmm. and what are the what are some of the protocols you've learned because obviously mm-hmm. you can get up in church and you know thus saith the lord shake and rattle and speak in tongues mm-hmm. uh, doesn't usually work very many other places
1: mm-hmm.
0: so strategy holy spirit strategy
1: i've got a lot of them um,
0: that you by use prophetic gift yeah. actually helps you with strategy.
1: Mm, hugely. So I, I look at them more as a prophetic toolkit, like, mm-hmm. like a prophetic Beautiful. expressions I operate in yeah. that are literally my lifelines to being successful in the industry. Because keep in mind, God, one of the things God said to me when I was wrestling on that bed was, people will save you. You have no business being here. I'm going to bring you to the top and you have, people will save you. You have no business being here. And every step of the way, people have said that of me. You look at my resume I have no business in the traditional sense being where I am. He said I will take you through a back door into the industry. He unequivocally did that. He alone opened the door. So
0: so so prophetic ministry before we're talking about you building a strategy for somebody else or a show
1: mm-hmm.
0: actually the Lord spoke to you prophetically about a strategy yes. how he was going to actually get yes. you there, yes. right? So so there's point 1 really. Point,
1: yeah, so point 1 is am I your desperation, or is cultural impact and ambition your destination? Mm. Like, what's your, de- am I?
0: That's convicting to me.
1: And he, Matthew eleven twelve, 12 is my life first. From the moment I became saved, it was my life first. From the days of John the Baptist to the present time, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violent assault because violent people take it by force, because they seek it as the most precious prize. It's the Amplified. And I'm like, okay, that's all I care about. Luke 6, Jesus, He came down from the mountain, radiating the presence and the power of God to such an extent that all people were drawn to Him. So from that, God taught me the best strategy I could ever know, and that I think if we as Christians began to walk in this, we would be unstoppable. And it came from Isaiah 54 too, where He commands to extend our tent pegs. Mm -hmm push them out with exertion push out your tent pegs so that others can come under and rest we're commanded in genesis 128 to multiply to subdue the earth to be solution leaders we can't do that if we haven't created an oasis a tent of his presence a dwelling of his presence in our lives without words for others to come under and rest if we as christians understood that in the marketplace we would be unstoppable one how do we become solution leaders two how do we create and invest above all else in the presence of God?
0: Okay. Of I have a fun exas- story. Okay. okay, great. Let's tell okay. tell the story. Cause... Okay,
1: so I worked in fashion. And fashion. Dude, my advice, how am my... I? You look great. Thank you. You look great. Good job. Thank you. So, um, I dress like this for you. F- thank you. Mm-hmm. Fashion's cutthroat. Okay, media's cutthroat, but fashion is like a coke addict's dream. It's just, it's so toxic, but like unrelenting. Media, it's at least hurry up and wait, blitz. Hurry up and wait, blitz. Okay, am I making sense? I think so. So like the cadence of energy that's constantly oh, gotcha. needed to be output. Media, there's just slightly better cadence. Yeah. Um, fashion, it's unrelenting. And it's infinitely more toxic, in my opinion. It's, God's got plans, don't worry. He's, he's working on fashion. But Okay, so I'm working in fashion. I'm head of the whole American enterprise for the creative. So... I have this hugely toxic company, but I'm in charge of the creative limb. So I know, I learn very quickly a lot. I can take over authority over what I'm in charge of. So I had models. I have graphic designers under me, photographers. So I have a huge team under me, high-level models, in and out every day. Keep in mind, it's all sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Okay. Yeah,
0: I would kind of thought that.
1: So I have models coming in high, hungover, drunk, you name it, um, looking worse for wear. I've got it's a very hard environment, but remarkable people, just in a lot of pain. So, and we're we're operating at not speed. Like it's so, I don't have time to talk about Jesus even if I wanted to. Like I'm barely trying to keep this toxic machine together. So I just began going, okay, Isaiah 54, Jesus, how do I just so invest in you that I trust you to be God? So without even words, just an invitation of like, what is what I'm building with you, Jesus, teach me how to push it out. Teach me how to actively engage with the spirit of God and push it out. Wow. Models began coming in saying, I stopped sleeping around. I don't know why I stopped doing drugs and I don't know why. So and this kept happening, and I was taking notes. It was interesting. I was then out sick one day. I invited a Bethel alumni to come style my models that day. I was out, so I get. I was out sick, so I get a phone call from this Bethel alumni. Um, I like to hire your people. Come first. on, baby. So, There's a plug for the
0: school right there. School oh, ministry. You, you need go. to be here. You need to be here.
1: There you go. I do. I hire. I've hired a lot of Bethel alumni over the years. Um, she texts me and she goes, so Catherine, I was talking to such and such model. It was one of our top models. Um, she's, Do you know she's a Christian now and she's going to church? And I was like, that's wild. What happened? She credits you. And I was like, me? I've never talked to her about Jesus a day in my life. And she goes, no, she said she would come into the studio and anxiety would leave. Depression would leave. If she was high, it would lift off her. And she felt what she, what we wow. all know is Jesus. She then would leave, and it would all come back. So she began going, noticing it's when I'm here. So then she began exploring New Age, da 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 da, hunting for what is this, what is this thing I'm feeling. Um, she then was invited to church by another Christian. Hello, it takes the body. Yeah. She gets invited to church. She walks in to Erwin McManus's church in L.A. Oh
0: yeah, I know. Him. And she
1: feels the Holy Spirit. She goes, that's what I feel in the studio. So she's given her life to God. She and her husband are big time famous now, like crazy on fire Christians, like huge homeless ministry. Wow. Um, Still in fashion? She ended up leaving modeling. Wow. And it was that moment. And since then, a number of the models and photographers and graphic designers have come to know the Lord. Um, and that was my first experience of Isaiah 54. Wow. Where I was like.
0: Lengthen your cords, strengthen your pigs. You should stretch out to the right, to the left. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: So that—that's prophetic strategy number one of just how. And that—that that takes effort. That takes work, it but does. it also takes an immense amount of trust that He is who He says He is.
0: Wow. Do you see angels or, like, when you're you're, you're on set, you're mm. working with people, mm. what you're doing right now? Yeah. Do you, you ever have angel encounters like just while you're on the set anymore? Or like The Chosen? That yeah. I mean, The Chosen is so profound. It, mm-hmm. It's like, it will go down in history as kind of like the Jesus movement. Like mm-hmm. it is, I don't know. It's not just, it's not just a series. There's just mm-hmm. something about it, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way they funded it. The whole the whole yeah. gig, right? Is, do you, you have encounters while you guys were in The Chosen? Or is it just?
1: The way I operate in terms of encounters, is it's usually like a seasonal yeah. um, momentum shift, if yeah. you will, yeah. um, to where I'll have just kind of a, a real surge of what God is doing and where he's targeting me. And then it moves to focusing on abiding. What I do will be in meetings and I'll just have a, like an overwhelming sense of his presence and his pleasure. Um, we'll be dealing with very difficult things and you have the temptation to stress or start putting forward human effort instead. And then I'll just feel his laughter, his pleasure, consume the moment and strategically direct us. And, and I'll always have a giggle with Dallas. I'll go, Dallas, I'm going to go Bethel on you for a second. But, and I'll prophesy. Mm. Oh, and he always giggles at me. But, um, but no, Dallas has a forehead like Flint. I've never met a human that has a forehead like Flint. And so I I watched Dallas. And I'm like, what? He's not perfect. None of us are. But I watch, and it's like, okay, that's how. That's what you bring to the table that I've never seen before. Yeah, that's that Ezekiel, you know. Mhm. Yeah.
0: God said to Ezekiel, you're. I think you're quoting it actually, but I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna put you among people who are really hard headed. I'm gonna make your head harder than their head.
1: Mhm. Right. But it's a promise.
0: Yeah, with a promise, yes. The
1: forehead like flint, and so I'm like, Jesus, give me a forehead so I watch I watch people I watch you I watch Bill I, I watch and I go what What? how can I be a Mary at their feet what can I learn Dallas what can I learn how I think so much of the prophetic is also like how do we be savvy enough to be a sponge to the right people um, and not demand those people be perfect
0: the that industry is pretty it's it's kind of a cesspool mm not the chosen. No. Oh, yeah. But but that I mean we have a conservatory of the arts so mm-hmm. I'm kind of I'm not in the I'm like it's not my it's really not my gig at all. Yep. Um, but but it's so many of my sons and daughters are in there. So from the standpoint of getting a phone call like mm-hmm. how would you handle this what'd you do about mm-hmm. that that's things happening and wow this is it's pretty much a cesspool. what what do you think is going to happen in like if you just you have any sense for the next 10 years mm-hmm. you, you see what's going on the lgbtq and you know what's happening mm-hmm. with our children and you know i i know we all have deep concerns about not not you know not angry mm-hmm. but just like wow our, our world's in a lot of pain mm-hmm. and that creative world is often kind of leading that that mm-hmm. whole mm-hmm. spearhead sometimes of some of that stuff you know yeah. what do you think about that and? Yeah, what's your response even if you disagree please feel free to push back no
1: i i have immense hope yeah i mean we're on the front lines of the content culture has been traditionally most allergic to yeah and yet every day we hear from Buddhists, atheists, agnostics, across the spectrum of worldviews and faith. I'm not just Christians, and yeah. not just segments of Christianity. Yeah, I'm talking the full gamut of world. View. Even Satanists will write in saying, "We love your show." I know. <laughs> I know. So, and then let me tell you something really fun. And this is when I knew, because keep in mind, Chris, I was forged in the fire, and my story is one. If you take away anything from my story today, or those listening, it's there is hope that a totally normal person can be used for extraordinary things. Um, And so I'm like, hope is in my bones of just like what this industry is capable of or what God is capable of. If we just truly become the presence of God, if we learn how to just abide, if that becomes our only focus. Too many Christians don't survive the industry because they don't know how to be sly and innocent at the same time. They only know how to operate in one or the other. They haven't learned how to do both. They haven't learned how to be both mystics and builders at the same time.
0: Yeah. Um, Wise as serpents, innocent as doves.
1: And he said, Jesus said, listen carefully. He said, listen carefully. I'm going to send you out like sheep among wolves. Be sly as, it's a command. Be sly as a serpent, as innocent as a dove. We talk a lot about purity in the church. We don't talk about how you also have to equally be just as sly. And what it says in the Amplified is with no selfish ambition. That's what wow. being innocent as a duck means.
0: It's so crazy. You know, I was coming back from Australia, and this would be in the 20 years ago mm. mode. And, um, and I was in that, uh, you know, right before you fall asleep kind of twilight zone. You're yeah. kind of like not asleep, but you're not yes, awake. Yes, yes. And I, I immediately heard this voice inside my head, but it was really, really profound and, and loud and he said i want you to be as wise as serpents and innocent hmm. as doves and he said this to me he said you know the ways of doves but you don't know the ways of serpents i want you to study their ways so that you can emulate their ways and undermine their purposes yes. so he said to me yes and he, like on. he actually said study the ways of serpents
1: do you have another book coming because i you need to write this book
0: this this is, yeah. this is the this was the command yes study the ways of serpents yes. so you know, for those maybe that don't, you know, you, you don't know, like biblical metaphors, that would be like studying the devil. And mm-hmm. we're not talking, talking about studying the devil here. So that was an exaggeration, but study people who are having impact, even though it's evil.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And I started doing that. And I'll be careful how I say it here, uh, because I, I don't want to offend people that would listen. But I literally started getting manuscripts from people who have influenced culture for evil. Yes. And I'm like, okay, there's a strategy right there. Yes. And the Lord said, study their ways. And then he goes on to say something like, the children of this age are wiser than the children of light. That is, man, if that's ever been true, right? It's
1: also heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, it's heartbreaking, but it's also, it's supposed to be an exhortation, like, mm-hmm. get better. <gasps> yep,
1: yep. Right? 100%.
0: It, it's not like, you guys are no good. It's like, get better. Get yes. better at this yes. so that the kingdom can be extended into places that it has no business in right now.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it.
0: Catherine, this is crazy good.
1: But let me encourage you because we had a couple weeks ago, we had 75 journalists from around the world come in. Huge outlets like Forbes, all the big times. Yeah. Came to set and we hosted them for a press junket.
0: To Reading or to where?
1: To set in in Dallas, Texas. We have a beautiful, gorgeous set. You should come visit. You should invite me. Okay, maybe I will. Um, And all of a sudden, the mainstream journalists start asking more faith questions than even our faith outlets, to the point where our cast is like, what's going on? And I just sat there and I was like, for the first time ever, we're watching history be made. Mainstream journalists are normalizing Christian content. They're taking the stigma off Christian content and instead f- forcing the narrative, what, which is truth, of this is a remarkable historical drama. No matter if you believe in Jesus as king or not, this is a remarkable historical drama that is worthy of watching. Wow. So I, I, that's hopeful. Wow. And, that, that's
0: um, amazing. Isn't
1: that remarkable? Super fun. We've got to
0: do this again. I, I, I hope you will, but I, I'd like to have you back again. And maybe we can have a different part of your story, but your 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 story is incredibly interesting, and you have some things coming up which you talked about earlier. And we, Mm. we it's a little secret, so we won't tell it. But
1: some fun projects,
0: another project that's going to be equally as amazing. Hey, School of the Prophets is coming up August seventh through eleventh, twenty twenty three. You can register. There'll be um, a link at in the. They say they told me they'd put a link in the comments below. Please join us. It's going to be wild and crazy. Catherine, thank you so much for being on here. Thanks for having me. You're amazing. You're beautiful. You're smart. And um, yeah, and you're a lot of fun.
1: Thank you. God bless you. You as well.
0: And God bless you for watching. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. To stay connected, you can sign up for my weekly newsletter at chrisbelleton.com forward slash subscribe. God bless you.